0: Welcome to the Experiencing Success podcast where we explore a new path to success that is more enjoyable, fun and rewarding than we could ever have imagined. I believe that there are too many people not following their dreams and ambitions because the only path we've been taught requires us to sacrifice things we love and compromise our integrity. I want to show you the path that turns the pursuit of your dreams and ambitions into the fun-filled, freedom-rich, abundant lifestyle you desire. A path that doesn't ask you to force yourself to do anything you don't want to do or do something you want to do at a time you just don't feel like doing it. A path full of excitement and fascination of ease and flow. I'm your host, Karen Hewson, coming to you from Wellington, New Zealand, where I live with my husband, two young kids, and our cat. In 2015, I left my six-figure corporate job to be the stay-at-home parent and committed to building my online business so that it was a win-win-win for me, the kids, and our lifestyle. Now I blend work, family, and life with such an abundance of time, space, and energy that I often don't know what to do with myself. My intention with this podcast is to expand the conversation around how we define and pursue success in our lives to include this path of ease and flow that I wholeheartedly believe is available to every one of us. While the thoughts, perspectives, and ideas I share are filtered through my own lived experience as an extremely privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied, neurotypical woman, I invite and encourage perspectives different to my own to continue expanding this conversation for everyone. You're welcome to join me in the Experiencing Success Conversations Facebook group to share your own views and experiences. And you can message me privately on Instagram at Karen Hewson. Now let's dive into today's episode so that you can do more of what you want, when you want, to create the experience of success every damn day. Hello loves, today we are talking about personal power, how to stand in your personal power, how to hold your personal power, how to call it back and claim it back from past situations where you may have um, stepped away from it and also what on earth even is it because I remember when I was starting and on this journey and people were talking about alignment and intuition and inspired action and personal power uh, these were all concepts where I was just like what the fuck like seriously I understand like these words you're saying and yet the concept not so much Um, And it was also something that took me like a good while to wrap my head around when I was experiencing it. So for a while, I was like, okay, I've heard people talk about it. I understand like what it is, like on an intellectual level, but actually being able to identify in my own experience, what it felt like to be in my power When I was stepping away from my power, moments when I had like dropped my power, like all of those things, the real value (laughs) comes from being able to identify those times in our own experience so that we can choose differently, so that we can see where we have stepped away from our power and we can do some work to call it back. Um, so that when we're making a decision, we can feel into and say, oh, if I go this way, this is me dropping my power. If I'm staying in my power, this is actually the decision that I'm going to make. Um, So I'm going to start right at the beginning with what even is it? And I'm going to give you lots of examples as well because um, I know personally for me, I learn really well from having examples. And because it is a bit of one of those kind of concepts that is tough to wrap your head around, I think it's really useful to have um, other people's experiences so that you can think, oh. I remember an experience similar to that and now I can see that this was when I was in my power and it felt like this, and this was when I had stepped away from my power and it felt like that. So personal power is really when you are fully in integrity, fully in alignment with who you are and what you want. And so on the flip side, you are not in your power if you are compromising yourself. If you are compromising your opinions, your beliefs, if you are compromising your own personal integrity and like secretly inside, you're like, I don't wanna do this, but you're doing it anyway. Secretly inside, you're like, I don't like trust that, believe that that's not what I would like, the way that I want this to happen, but you go along with it anyway. Those are all examples of when you're not in alignment and you're not in integrity. And this is all tangled up with our conditioning. It's all tangled up with how we um, put ourselves, um, put other people's feelings and emotions and experiences ahead of ours. It's the emotional labor we've talked about on other episodes of the podcast. It's a lot of the you know, beliefs linking to our thoughts, linking to our feelings, linking to our actions, where we think if we can sacrifice something now, we can get something later. If we compromise now, we can get most of what we want, and someone else is still okay, rather than believing that there is the possibility that we can have all of what we want, and other people can also have all of what they want. Um, And so one of the reasons that we really are disconnected from our personal power and we don't know what this concept even is and we don't know what it feels like is because we are really taught to compromise and sacrifice it from a really, really early age and really early on in our lives. And so the feeling of really being in our personal power is that inner strength you feel when you make a decision that is really right for you. So sometimes it's easy to understand these concepts when you think about the like bigger impact moments. So when you've had to make a really tough decision and you're like, okay, in my life, like the traditional path would be this. And so it's easy to make those decisions, even though it kind of feels gross. (laughs) And then you get to a point in your life where you just cannot do it And the decision that feels really good for you is something else. And there is a moment when you make the decision that is right for you, where you are standing, you're in your power in that moment, you are pulling in all of your strength, you are trusting yourself, you are confident in yourself to say, even if it's just like very much a blink and you'll miss it moment, the moment you decide to make that choice for you and for nobody else. But because it is the best thing for you, it is the most aligned thing for you, it is the thing that you need to do, no matter whether it turns out well or not, because you will always be left wondering otherwise. In the moment you make that decision, you are in your power. And so honestly, what we want to be doing is making all our decisions that way um and again we live in this both and world coming back to our episode three I think it was on old paradigm versus new paradigm on the podcast um it's so important to understand that just because we are claiming what we want and we are acknowledging our own opinions and feelings and choosing things that we desire doesn't mean we're taking away from other people. In fact, I think I talked about it in the intuitive decision making episode, by following our own empowered decisions that are aligned for us, we're actually opening space for other people to also make their aligned decisions. And there's this foundational belief in here that we are all following like our own in in our own intuition. And when we're all making aligned decisions, we all win. So if I'm choosing not to make an aligned decision, and I'm, I'm in this space where I believe that I have to, I can't have all of it, but I, I can have some of it if I do it this way. We're not only limiting ourselves, but we're limiting everyone's experience. Whereas when we stand in our power and we choose that I can have everything that I want and other people can too. And there is a, there's a way that can happen, even if we don't know how, even if we just say, okay, what if I can have all of this? And... My kids are really happy and my husband's getting everything he needs and whatever else. What is the solution? Because often it's not a solution we know right away because we're still learning and practicing operating like this. Okay, before I go too far down that tangent, um, like I said, there's a couple episodes of the podcast you can go listen to if you want to know more about those concepts and how how that personal power we're talking about today links into that. Um, But as I said, we really give away and and step away from our power when we defer to someone else, when we compromise our own beliefs, our own thoughts, our own opinions, and when we choose something else over what we really want. Um, And it might even be, making it like choosing something quickly, like being rushed into a decision because of circumstances, because of different pressures, it might still be the same decision you would have made on the surface. But as I have said from the beginning, it's not what we do, it's how we do it and how it makes us feel. So even though like the decision might be the same in a month's time compared to now, If you make it now, you're not in your power because you still have things to work through, you still have emotions to process, you still have um, healing to do, you still have like different perspectives to consider. Whereas if you make that decision after you've worked through that and you've given your space the time, in a month's time, you might still make the same decision, but you do it standing fully in your power. And that is a very, very different experience. And when you're doing it from a place of being in your power, you're not blaming other people. You're not, um, you know, saying you were forced into it or that you didn't have a choice. And like, we always have a choice. What happens is, we feel like we're being, we can't give ourselves the space to work through it in our own time, um, or we're avoiding it ourselves. Like this doesn't have to be other people forcing a decision on us. (laughs) This can be us avoiding processing like what's actually coming up for us so that then we are making the decision, um, yeah, still with that baggage there. And I say more often than not, that we're stepping away from or stepping out of our power rather than like giving it away. Because I saw a a quote on Instagram that was to the effect of our power never leaves us. We leave our power. And I really loved that perspective because it's like our power is always there. It's always there for us to, to call back, to hold, to stand in. What happens is that we step away from that part of us when we um, believe someone else over ourselves, when we trust someone else over ourselves, when we yeah. um, when we are look outside of ourselves for the answer, all of those things, we're stepping away from it. And it does, sometimes it feels like we are giving our power away to another person, to an experience, to even a thing like a website or an email list which I'll touch on in a minute um, it can feel our experience can feel like we've given it away and that's where the power is sitting and what's happening is like the power we stepped away from our power in that moment in those experiences and so we need to do some of the healing work some of the clearing around those to then call, call back our power and essentially personal power comes back to us when we do heal those past experiences. So let me give you some examples um, from my own life and my own experiences of when I have stepped out of my power and given my power away to different people, different circumstances and when and then how that's kind of played out, how I've called it back Um, And I'm hoping that this will give you some, uh, some things will spark up to be like, oh, I've done that before in this situation. So if you can, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, if you can capture those things, when they come up as I'm speaking, um, just note them down so that you have them available. And you can choose whether to go back right away and do some like healing work and call back your power around them, Or you can just leave them acknowledged and have your awareness there and there might be another time going forward that is the the right time for you to look at those things. So the first one, when I really understood this concept of of personal power, was um, after I had invested in a 12 month mastermind, this was back in 2019 and I was kind of coming back into my business after having my second child, and I was very much like, okay, I'm going all in, I'm committed, I'm going to make this work again, like I'd kind of stepped back from it, and um, I thought that I had to, in order to be going all in, in order to be like Outwardly showing and declaring that I was like taking this seriously. um, Or also like the thing I needed to do to really propel myself forward and gain the momentum and get the results that would show that I was serious about this was to invest in a coach, to invest in um, a mastermind and an ongoing support. And you know, by by investing and in committing to a 12-month mastermind, like, you're really, you're committing for 12 months. That's a long-term thing, right? You're not just, it's not just a two-month and you'll see how it goes and then you might change your mind. Like, this was something where I was like, hey, look, see. Like, I could hold this up and be like, look, you can see I'm committed. Not that um, there was anyone in particular that I was kind of trying to prove that to, but I think we have it in in our um, conditioning that we need a way to visibly prove if we are ever questioned on it. (laughs) Like, look, this was how committed I was. Despite the fact that even just declaring to ourselves in a moment when we are fully in our power making that decision to say, I am committed, that is enough. And energetically, that's just as big, if not a bigger commitment than um, attaching the meaning to something external to ourselves. And so what I did was I attached the meaning to being in the mastermind and being in it for 12 months. And that my the commitment I had to my business and to making it work was inherently tied to my commitment to the mastermind and making the mastermind work and getting results through the support of the mastermind. And I entered into it where I was like, I am gonna be the best student. I am going to do everything I'm told. I am going to like take action like I've never taken action before. I'm gonna be so consistent at this. I'm gonna show up to every call. I'm going to get like everything out of it that I can. And that in itself, again, not inherently wrong or bad. However, the piece there is I'm just going to do everything I'm told, right? You are completely putting your belief, your trust, your how I'm going to like run my life and business in the hands of somebody else. And you are not putting it through your own filter. We are each experts on ourselves and the only person who knows how it feels to do the things not just what we're doing but how we do it and how it feels is us and that's where we come back to intuition and that's where we come back to making aligned decisions so I essentially um stepped out of my power in those situations I gave that power over to to the coach to the mastermind to the space and said like I will just do what I am told what I am recommended. And the idea being that if I'm like the good student, and the good girl, and all of that, the good dedicated um, student, then I am going to get the results. Spoiler alert, didn't happen. yeah, I don't remember the details so much of the things now, um, but it was very much before I I stepped into the the new paradigm and connected into my intuition and all of that. So it was still very like old school marketing, looking at the numbers, um, having the like funneled process, getting the numbers like not the people in, but the numbers of people in, so that you could get the conversions and all of this. Um, And that's maybe a whole nother episode on the podcast to tackle because that conversation has been coming up a lot in my um, sort of circles with my friends and colleagues as well. But um, it was all of those old sort of strategies. And of course, it didn't feel good. And in fact, one of the things that I like kind of struggled with for the longest time, because I've been in my business trying to make this work for six years, is that. none of those strategies ever felt right to me. I always energetically came up against the um, resistance because that was not the path I was supposed to follow. Now I've been like awakened into this new paradigm way of doing things and everything feels easy, and fun, and flowy, and I'm actually like launching and doing all the things that I was trying to do back then, but how I am doing it is completely different. And so what I'm doing, I'm ticking all the boxes, I'm getting the results, it's great. Back then I never could because I didn't have the energy behind it. I was like going through the motions, but there was no power behind it. And I think this happens so often where we do give our power away to coaches, to teachers, to like group programs and masterminds. And we're like, I don't know how to do this thing, so I'm going to learn how to do it from somebody else. And there's also this conditioning that I have to follow the way they teach it exactly, otherwise I won't get the same results. And just like there's lots of different ways that lots of different people have made a lot of money, there are lots of different ways that we can do it, there is no one way to get the result we want. Um, And yet we very much get caught and stuck in our conditioning around um, this feels like the right investment to me, so I'm going to do all of the steps. Now, what instead, first of all, if you have experiences where you have done this, even if it's not you know, completely declaring, I'm going to do what I'm told, I'm going to be the good student, and then I will get the results. Cause that was a very kind of extreme level of that, that I went through with that mastermind. And then I stayed in it for the entire 12 months when it was probably around month four, I got the, what I now understand as this like human design generator meh feeling that it was no longer aligned. And now thinking back, there were so many moments of the universe showing me, hey, look, you could leave. Hey, look, you could leave. Hey, look, you could leave. Hey, look, you really should leave. Um, That I, I took as challenges to overcome because I had tied my commitment to my business and to the results to being committed to the mastermind. And they were not the same things. So if there are examples now of you ever joining a program, committing to a coach, staying in a relationship with um, a coach or a program longer than was serving you, uh, and you're able to write it down without compromising your safety if you're driving or anything, um, please do so. And again, you don't you don't really have to do anything with this right away. Um, it would be great if you then feel called to look at those experiences deeper and heal them because there is some power that you've left in those places and it will feel great out on the other side might not feel so great going through it and reliving those experiences and those emotions um but this is the work that i did around um around this like 12 month mastermind was actually going in and being like okay what did I feel, and how do I still feel, and how do I rewrite the story? How do I look at this from different perspectives? Um, and if you want support doing this, um, this is what I, you know, coach and help people with. So, um, yeah, it, reach out to me if you would like support or if you'd like to know what options are available at the moment um, to work through this because. Um, I had to learn it, I learned it from a coach, I had someone teach me and then I um, then I learned to lead myself through it and so that's also something I really love supporting people with is how to lead themselves through it um, and sort of just get the confirmation that they need along the way that um, they're doing it and they're doing great and yes that is their intuition and they're not missing anything and that you actually have All of the answers and all of the tools and um, everything you need inside you, as cliche as that has become. So now when I look to invest in like coaches and mentors and things like that, it's never from a place of um, I'm just going to do what they say. It's coming from a place of I want to expand in this area, learn more in this area, and I take on on board what they're saying and I put it through my own filter. And this is what I feel like we, we all need to learn and practice doing more of is even like especially here with me. <laughs> Like, especially here, please do it with everything I say, put it through your own filter, like I am not exempt from this at all, and by all means, use the podcast, use my programs to practice doing this. Put all of my advice, put all of my experiences, all of my thoughts and perspectives through your own filter, take away what resonates and test it out for yourself, experiment with it, see how it might work, adapt it change it up, take one piece and then add it to a different piece you heard from someone else. We're all piecing together our own way of operating. Um, And while human design is a great tool to support us in doing that, because all of our designs are different, um, when we connect into our intuition, that can be a really great place to start to be like, that advice feels icky, that feels true and follow the stuff that feels true and try it out and you'll see and you'll experience in your own life when you try it out, the evidence of, yes, this felt better. Yes, this got me different results, et cetera, et cetera. So another different example um, that I went through in winter through the middle of 2021 um, was that I like deleted my website. I deleted my email list, I closed my Pinterest account, I closed my Facebook page, I don't even remember, there was like a really long list of like online spaces that I had accumulated in the six years of building my business up to this point and you know four to five of those years doing it in A very old paradigm, like looking outside myself for answers, you know, being the good student kind of way, that had a lot of um, meaning attached to it. So again, um, there was a large part of my business where (laughs) I feel very like, like I've I've been here in the online (laughs) business field for a long time. Um... Because I think it'll be seven years in April, I need to look at that. And maybe for my anniversary, I will do a bit of a story time episode about my online business journey. So um, let me know if you would love to hear that. Um, I think I'm being called to share so that'll be interesting. But this was before a lot of this like new paradigm intuitive feminine business stuff had come in. That's really only come in in the last two or three years. And so it was prior to that where it was all about the websites, it was all about the email lists, it was all about the funnels, it was all about the freebies. And if you got the perfect freebie that everyone would want, they would sign up for your email list. And if you grew your email list to a thousand people, that was like the magic tipping point, then you could sell to your email list and you would get a 3% conversion rate. And I'm not going to be able to do the math. Um, Is 3% 300? I'm not sure. Um, And then you'll get that magic conversion rate, which means you'll be selling out your programs and it'll be amazing. And yet (laughs) I was stuck at the find the right freebie, have the email list, make sure I'm like sharing to my email list regularly, make sure my website has all the up-to-date information. And I was giving my power away to that method of building my business. That was how I felt like it had to be done. And so if I couldn't get those pieces right, I couldn't have it. And again, this ties back our personal power with what we want to do and how we want to do it. Ultimately, those weren't the most fun aligned best ways, but I had to learn the hard way. Um, And I I invested in getting people to help me create freebies. I created so many different free things. because I felt like I needed the bigger audience. I needed the numbers. If I didn't have the numbers, I couldn't um, convert enough people to sell my offer to. So I wasn't even looking at having an offer yet because I didn't think I had the people there to sell it to. Um, All of this can be true if you choose choose for it to be. This is how a lot of people have made a lot of money. However, it's also, not the only way. And Amanda Francis, who I love and highly recommend, has this great video that we will link up um, that talks about these two um, approaches to business, essentially, and she's like, yeah, people have made millions and millions of dollars doing the funnels, running the conversion rates. It's not wrong but it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Is that something that lights you up? Is that, and there's another woman, um, what, her name's not coming to me, but her face is, Hayley Burkhead, Um, she runs her business and has made millions of dollars in more of a, this kind of numbers conversion rate, you know, webinar kind of model, and yet when I followed her and I was like, why do I still really love hearing her speak? There's, like, she's not doing what I want to be doing, but there's something that was still grabbing me about her, and what it was, was that she was going about it. How she was doing it and how it made her feel was aligned for her, which is why, incidentally, it was working so well, and um, just making a note of the Amanda Francis video. So that was again something where right, what she's doing isn't aligned for me, but I could feel the energy and hear when she was talking and the way she was talking about things, that this was stuff, this was right for her. And this is how I wanted to feel about what I was doing. And this was the how I wanted to go about it. And so yeah, I had a really interesting, like um kind of relationship, I suppose, following her for a really long time. We're like, um, I never wanted to do things the way she recommended, but it all made sense and it all felt really good. (laughs) So I'll link her up as well because there are lots of different ways to go about our businesses and it's not what we do, it's how we do it and it's how it makes us feel. So what I did in the winter of 2021 in the middle of the year for me here in New Zealand, I deleted all of these things, and boy, did I have a lot of feelings about it. So this was, I got a nudge one day that I should go, I'm like, I think I need to delete my Pinterest account, and this was my little intuition, right? My little intuition. So I went on my account and I had a look and I'm like, yeah, this is all old pins from an old blog. And I didn't even have my blog on my website anymore. It still existed on WordPress, but it like wasn't living anymore. And I wasn't contributing to it. And I hadn't for like over a year or so. And so I'm like, yeah, this is all old stuff. It doesn't represent where I'm at anymore. And this is a really key point because often we have things in our online space or in our businesses that represent past versions of us past places and experiences on our journey and we we may have made those decisions fully in our power however there's still things that we need to release to clear space and so this was a bit of both for me where it was not only releasing the website and the email list and the email freebies and being like, guess what? I can do business and I can be successful and I can make a lot of money without an email list. And that was a really big kind of scary moment when I deleted it. And a lot of fears came up because I had tied, I'd added mean, attached meaning to these things that I needed them to be successful. I had given my power away to these things to say, I need you to get what I want. Instead of, I have everything that I need inherently in myself to have what I want. And this is where Kate Decker talks about our personal power is really trusting in our desires. And it's whenever we're inserting anything (laughs) between us and our desires, I need this person. I need this thing in place. I need it to work like this to get my, to have my desire to get what I want. That is when we're like giving away our power in those places and we're stepping away from our power in those places. And so it was a, a real reclamation for me to close these accounts, delete these spaces, um, to release that part of my journey, to release that part of my experience where I thought I needed those things to have what I want. And that was me giving my power away to the website, to the freebies, to the email list, to the numbers. I hope that lands. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I've mentioned Kate Decker. I've actually, she's gonna be on the podcast In the coming weeks, and we are going to be talking about personal power and our desires. And so that's going to be a great follow up um, episode to this. And I have pretty much learned everything that I know about personal power from Kate Decker. So we will just like shout her out. Um, But as I've said, it's really interesting and useful to hear things from different people's perspectives in different people's words and also learn from how they experienced and learned what personal power is and when they're giving it away. But I think it really does come down to, I want something, is am I, do I believe that I need anything between me and that thing to make it happen? Do I believe that I'm missing anything from my current situation? Um, that I can't have what I want because of X, Y, Z, and again this links back to the episode around um, our beliefs and our thoughts and our actions and our feelings and our actions because we talk there about how um, we can believe that we need certain things before we can have certain outcomes, Um, and we talk about how we can take away the energy from past beliefs and shift it into new ones. So that'll, that'll be a really great um, little companion episode to this. So think about for yourself, time, particularly in business, that you have looked at a strategy, a business strategy, a what I need to do, and kind of made that mean you can't have what you want, you can't get the clients, you can't have the money, you can't get the followers, you can't have the impact you desire without XYZ. Um, There's another example that I really want to share that came up for me very recently um, in the uh, my mastermind I did with Kate Decker, where I felt that I needed to have clients. I needed to have people pay me to work with me so that I could have the experience I wanted in my business because I couldn't share my wisdom. I couldn't, um, yeah, I couldn't have the experience of doing this talking to you, sharing the wisdom, sharing the experiences without people buying from me because that would give me the container to do it in. And Kate was really like, first of all, we need to make sure we we aren't needing and we don't have that attachment because that's giving away our power. We need to stand in our power. And the thing that really shifted for me, and I, I'll I hope I bring this up in the interview with her, um, because this was such a huge recent aha moment for me, is that um, I can make my Instagram, I can make this podcast, I can share all of the wisdom I have to share, and I can make these places the like go-to places for learning about this stuff, and I can impact people, and I can, you know, have the experience I want in recording and sharing. Um, And I don't need clients. I want clients. I would love to work with lots of different people for years and years to come. But my experience that I desire isn't dependent on that happening. Whereas previously, I was like, I can't do XYZ because I don't have a client who's asking me something for me to respond to. Um, And ultimately, that wasn't true. And so like, letting that go and claiming my power back from that belief has been huge, and um, that happened in December 2021 when this podcast launched, and you will probably see quite a difference (laughs) in, um, like, how I'm showing up and what I'm talking about and how much I'm sharing because I'm not splitting my attention between wanting the experience, not believing I can have it, so not taking the opportunities that are actually available for me, and like putting all my energy into like trying to get clients so that I can have what I want. When I allow myself to fulfill my desires, I get both. I'm sharing more, I'm more in the flow, I'm feeling fantastic, my power is strong, my energy is here, and guess what? People are more attracted to me and therefore more people are seeing me. The people who would like to work with me are getting a great example and taste of what it is like to work with me and the kind of advice and space I hold. And so it just snowballs from there. We're not splitting, um, like breaking our power up into different shards and placing it somewhere. We're standing in it and it is so much stronger. That was a little bonus example I wasn't expecting. Um, So again, I really hope you you enjoyed that, yes, uh, but can reflect on your own experience and think, you know, where is it that I want an experience in my business that I think I need something else for? I need someone else to say yes before I can have that experience. And the last example I want to give is not a business one, it is a personal one. Um, And this speaks more to deferring to other people and allowing other people's like opinions and decisions, you know, like going along with it because it's easier, going along with it because it's not gonna rock the boat. And I absolutely love Glennon Doyle, her book, Untamed. If you haven't read it, go read it. If you haven't read it for a while, and you feel like it, maybe go read it again. But she has this one particular section that talks about the best thing we can do for ourselves is to disappoint everyone else in the world before we disappoint ourselves. And when we go through this process of going along with whatever the situation is, because it's gonna like not rock the boat, It's not going to make other people uncomfortable. Everyone else seems happy with it. So why shouldn't I be happy with it? We're disappointing ourselves. We're not giving ourselves what we want. And we are giving away our power. We're stepping away from our power in those moments. And we're just kind of floating. Um, and And we will become resentful and bitter and angry and frustrated at those situations because we are not in alignment and integrity with who we are and what we think and how we feel. Um, and it can often be that we don't have to necessarily like get our way. Sometimes we just need to communicate how we're feeling and then we're good. But the we're kind of jumping to this conclusion of I can't get what I want or I don't want to deal with, I don't want to hold space for the other people's reactions and emotions to me saying what I'm saying which is a like really fair, valid point. And we choose our moments when we are okay with doing that. And we also choose our moments where I realize that I'm choosing to stay quiet. And it's actually because I don't want to hold space for other people right now. And that is a decision more in our power than, realize, than not realizing what we're doing. I hope that, hope that makes sense. So... The example I want to give um, with my my husband, my partner, is for the longest time, um, we would be talking about random topics, doesn't even need to be anything too like serious life decision related, um, and it was a case of, okay, I think this, and then he would say what his opinion was, And I didn't realize I was doing it for the longest time, but I was putting his opinion above my own. And I believe that this was subconscious inherited conditioning from generations of women being put in a submissive place to their husbands, because there was no good reason. And it was my human design, but we'll get to that in a minute. Like, I didn't necessarily believe that his, like, consciously believe that, like, he knew better, but that was how I was operating. Like, if I said something, but he had a differing opinion, it was like, oh, well, I was trusting him more than I was trusting myself. I was trusting his, like, assessment of the situation. I was trusting his uh, capacity, uh, like, his comfort level of risk. So I was like deferring to him and I mean he's a great person he makes really great decisions (laughs) like but I was compromising myself I was stepping away from my power I was putting myself second and I did not realize I was doing it until we were having one of our existential conversations that we would often have Um, and he said to me that he What was it specifically? The wording is important. That my opinion is the most important to him other than his own. And that's a really lovely thing to say to someone, first of all, isn't it? What I realized was that I couldn't say the same because he, in that sentence, was saying that my opinion meant the most to him than anybody else in the world, but his own opinion meant the most. It was above mine, which is honestly where I believe it should be for all of us. What I realized was that I couldn't say the same because his opinion meant at that time more to me than even my own, than anyone in the world, not like no exceptions. And that hit really, really hard. I was like, oh, so that's where our conversation ended at that that particular evening, because I was like, wow, mind blown, just had a huge realization right now. Um, And I think this is more common than we realize. So Um, I would love for you to come into the Experiencing Success Conversations Facebook group. Um, Like I said, note down these things as you're listening, purely to acknowledge them to yourself. And even if you don't do anything consciously more with it right away, that's so fine. The pure act of awareness raising by acknowledging it and writing it down is going to create a shift. Um, If you feel comfortable, I would love for you to share some, all, any of this in the group um, so that I know it's not just me, (laughs) partly. Um, But also I have this inkling that particularly this dynamic between me and my partner, that I'm not the only woman sat here being like, oh, actually for most of my life I've put, like we've been together since I was 17 years old. Like that's over half of my life, I think right now. Um, Yes, so it's, it's still mind blowing to me that I operated that way for so long. And um, partly, like I said, I think it is generational conditioning and societal conditioning around women being submissive to the husband and the husband leading. Um, but it it also, I think, was reinforced through my human design. Um, I have got... Um, the amazing Rose Tortauri coming on the podcast soon to talk about human design. So I will kind of link up if you don't really know what human design is or you haven't dived into it too much. uh, Excuse me, I will um, link you to where you can get your chart because highly, highly recommend. But something that I think was reinforcing this dynamic was that I have an open head center, this triangle and at the top. (laughs) And I also have an undefined... Ajna, this triangle below the head, and my husband has both of them defined. And I ran this little experiment um, when I was first understanding this about us and about the dynamics. So when you have a white, um, a white triangle or square, no matter what center it is, but the the head and Ajna, the top two, were relevant for this situation, you um, take on other people's energy and you amplify it. So the dynamic was, my husband and I would have a conversation, I would share my opinion, he would share his, he has a defined head and Ajna, mine was open, I would take on his opinion and feel like that's the way it had to be. Not true. But in the moment, in the in his energy, I couldn't see another way out. So the experiment I ran was that it was like one morning and my daughter was a little bit sick and we had to decide whether she would go to school or not. And so I before I went and talked to him, I like sat, stood with myself and said, OK, if I was the only one making this decision, what decision would I make? And I made my decision. So I knew what it was outside of his energy. And then I went and had the conversation to hit with him. And as soon as he, he didn't, like his d- decision or his feeling like didn't match mine. And as soon as he said it, I felt what was happening. I was like, I feel like that's how it has to be now. And I knew because I had separately decided, like my opinion hadn't changed, but I felt like I had to defer to him because of this like, defined and um, undefined human design dynamic Um, so yeah in any relationship you're in it's super interesting to see where you have a white center and they have a colored in center or vice versa because often that's where some of the like tension arguments dynamics are happening but that really allowed me to Start learning how to put my opinion above everybody else's and have his be the second most important opinion to me in the world. Um, And again, I just really feel like this is more common than we realize. So I really want to highlight that. Um, So those are my examples. So this is running a little bit long, but um, I want to now just talk about holding our power and how to practice staying in our power in the present moment and practicing that. And then I've sort of touched on, but I'll I'll, um, summarize calling back our power from past situations. So, first of all, you can um, you can know that holding your power in a moment, it happens in the decisions we make. Um, And it also happens in some of these subconscious decisions that we make. Like I said about my husband's opinion and also the opinion of others. This might happen for you with all sorts of other people in your lives where you're like, oh, well, they're the expert. They must be right. Even though there's something in you telling you there's something not right about that. It doesn't mean that all of what they're saying is wrong, but both can be true. You can trust the niggle that you have inside of you, and you can still respect an expert and take on board what they're saying as information alongside I have this niggle and let's explore that and let's see where that's taking us. So holding your power in the present is all about practicing staying in alignment and in integrity and really shifting into this new paradigm where we believe We can have what we want. If we desire it, it is available. And we also believe that our needs can be fulfilled and everyone else can win. Everyone else's needs can be fulfilled as well. This doesn't necessarily mean that on the surface they always are because everyone else has their own healing journey to go on. Everyone else gets triggered. And as we shift and change, it often triggers other people, but we are not responsible for them. And we are in that process providing them the opportunity just like we have to examine our triggers and the emotions that come up and heal them and shift them. Um, And so holding your power in the present moment is really looking at the decisions you make every single day, the choices you make, and where are you deferring? Where are you compromising? Where are you sacrificing something? Where is your energy just not clear? Because sometimes um, we can genuinely desire something, but we also desire something else. Like we made one of my like favorite childhood, like little like treat slices and it's amazing, but I have a lot of conditioning in my brain for eating it like on the regular. And I also have this way that I want to more consciously like consume food and eat what my body needs and listen to the like, reactions that it has from eating a lot of like treats and so sometimes the energy is not clear and it's not a simple like this is a decision in my power this is a decision out of my power but it starts to raise our awareness around these situations and so um, I'm gonna do another episode on this around the process of deconditioning, because I wholeheartedly believe there is a path of ease and flow to even that. Um, And it is a case of not forcing ourselves to confront things or try to take the action that's still not aligned with the beliefs and the thoughts and the feelings that are happening. So the first thing of like practicing and learning to hold our personal power is to raise our awareness and to notice when we are giving it away and when we're not. And naturally, what will happen is you will start to take more, you'll start to make more aligned decisions because you want to be more in your power. You want to honor yourself. The desire you have is to live a life more in integrity and alignment. And so, when you can start to see what's happening, The desire you have will be matched to the decisions in your power and yes there'll be deconditioning to do yes there'll be healing to do um all of that stuff (laughs) but um it is a process it's not like a like you know choose your own adventure book where it's like i choose to stay in my power and i choose to like step away from my power Um, some decisions will feel that easy and there'll be some really quick wins you can take. But other ones, it will be an awareness to say, oh, I'm still giving away some of my power to my emotional eating in this situation. And it might not show up a lot, but with one particular food, it might still be there. And so 95% of the time you are in your power And then there's just just one little leak that comes in. And of course, there's different ways that you you can like not have that food or you can practice calling your power back every time you choose that decision and creating the interrupt and going through that process. There's different ways. So that's really the first thing around holding your power in the present. And then calling back your power from past situations This is where I feel like you can get some really big wins, really big energy shifts, really big, like empowering moments when you reflect back, like we have been doing in my Integrate program. Reflect back on the year that's been the last six months. Six months is a really fun cycle because, like, astrologically, the the moon cycles go in kind of a six month like manifestation clear and releasing rhythm. Um, also doing this around the full moon, because that's all about shedding and releasing things. Um, there's a lot of um, different timelines that you might be called to reflect on or different experiences that maybe go back longer. Um, so by all means um, follow the nudges, follow your intuition on what you're feeling called to reflect on, and uh, hopefully you've got a list of starting points from my examples that triggered some situations in you, and if you do want more support, um, then you can come in and join my Integrate program, which is a container that I run live on a semi-regular basis, where um you can have support in reflecting, processing, integrating these experiences and ultimately calling back our power. Now, coming back to my examples of how I did it. So with things like the website, the email freebies, the email list, the way that I actually called back my power was by deleting them and letting them go and completely removing them from the equation. So I I already had the beliefs that, or I, I had mostly the belief that I could get have my desire without those things they were still there and so actually removing them from my reality shifted me fully into that belief and really helped me reclaim my power back because they they no longer existed so they didn't hold that experience in them anymore. Um, Things like investing in like my 12-month mastermind or with coaches and things like that where um, I think it was the thing that I needed to do but after four months I probably was the right time that I was feeling called to leave if I'd understood all of this and I stayed in longer and longer and longer calling back our power is really about making peace with those situations finish like letting the emotions that are there process um, feel them journal about them but also give yourself compassion And I think the thing that really calls back our power is to say, if that situation happened again, how would I handle it? So um, one of the things through Integrate, this first round that I've been really called to do is reflect back on all of the investments that I've made over the last 12 months. 12, 13 months, and um, there's a lot of learnings I've had about how I make those decisions, when fear has been a part of it, when lack has been a part of it, all of that, Um, when I've been investing in things because I feel like I'm missing something, Um, and it's by thinking, if this happened again, this is how I would make the decision differently, that steps me from being out of my power when I would made the decision in the past to being in my power. And so even if you do that hypothetically, you like run through, if I got this email again, if I got this message again, if I had the opportunity to join something the similar, what would I do? And how would I hold my power in that experience? Especially if it's one of kind of like conflict or confrontation with someone, most of the time, because you have established yourself in your power, to say if this happened again this is what i would say this is how i would handle it you you actually never get that situation again because you don't you've learnt the lesson so even with the people who for the longest time have treated you a certain way or said certain, made certain comments once you've healed you've called back your power you know how you would stand in your power and how you would respond, even if you were shaking, even if like your nervous system would still react in the same old way, you're committed and made the decision that I'm going to behave differently and this is what I will say and I have the words already prepared that by having that, by grounding ourselves there, those other people, it's like an energetic thing where other people kind of sense it and they don't say that. I've had that in my own experience where um, like I've heard of someone in a group situation, um, you know, speaking really down to sort of a young, um, a young woman, she's, I don't know how old, like 19 or something. So that very like patriarchal type of um, condescension. And I'm just like, say that when I can hear you, but nobody ever does because I would go off on them, basically, and hold them accountable, and they would be confronted with that, and so you've probably experienced too, it's those things come up when there is a window, when there is an opportunity, so by reflecting on your past experience, thinking if that happened again, how would I stand in my power and do that, you'll probably never be tested on it, sometimes we are, because we need to ground in a little bit more Um, but often I've found that when I have worked through something like that so much shifts energetically from my standpoint that I never like those experiences don't come to me again Um, and then the last example I gave about calling our power back um, where I realized that I was putting my opinion below my husband's or if you realize at any time that oh, I'm actually like putting what I need, what I desire, um, or compromising it second to someone else in a particular situation. Um, It could just be the awareness is all you need. And you're like, wow, didn't realize. I actually, that's not what I want to be true. I didn't realize that that was in my conditioning. Sometimes it's just the act of awareness that shifts it. But again, I think it's a case of, well, In these situations going forward, how do I want to act? How do I want to assert myself? And that is us, moment by moment, decision by decision, stepping, like reclaiming our power and holding it and moving through life really grounded in our power, in our desires, believing and allowing ourselves to take up space, believing that we are worthy of what we desire not only allowing ourselves space to acknowledge those desires and believe that we can receive them, but like actively declaring them and making moves towards them from a really strong place of personal power. So, Please come into the Experiencing Success Conversations Facebook group and share anything that's come up for you. We share a let's discuss uh, post every week that you can comment on or you can just come and do your own post. That would be amazing. Um, If you are not already in Integrate, I would love to invite you into there. At the moment, it is $22 US um, because we've just had the first round all the trainings are in there, all the activities are in there, all of the guidance videos are in there and you get um, lifetime access and access to future rounds. So if you're keen on getting into the next round before I announce the next round, um, it is still 22 US dollars. That price will change at the point which I put the like next round on pre-sale or however I decide to do it. Um, But we'll pop the link in the description to this episode or the show notes so that you can get in Um, if you would like that. Um, And definitely watch out for my episode with Kate Decker because we will be talking more about our desires, personal power, and you will get to hear directly from the woman who has taught me almost everything I know about um, standing in your power, which has been a huge um, transforming experience for me. So we will look forward to that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called to share, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on social media. If you're sharing on Instagram, you can tag me at Karen Hewson. I love to see who's listening and to connect with you. You can also subscribe to the podcast, send this episode to a friend, leave a review or any of the above. Five star reviews and ratings do help more people see the podcast and get this message to the people who need to hear it. I want to know how you're feeling about this episode. What did it bring up for you? What really resonated with you? What are you feeling called to say and share? I invite you to join us in the Experiencing Success Conversations Facebook group to share your experience and continue the conversation. If you desire more support on this new path to success, I have a couple ways that you can work closer with me. Integrate is a self-paced program to support you in integrating your past experiences, processing lingering emotions, calling back your power, completing lessons and retelling your story. So those past experiences are supporting and serving you in creating the life you desire instead of holding you back and fueling doubt. The Intuitive Connection Program is now in pre-sale for US$222. This 10-week group program will have weekly trainings and a weekly Q&A live session with me. Through the program you will build a strong connection to your intuition, learning to recognize the difference between intuition and all the other voices, ego, fear, conditioning, and amplifying your intuition to practice leading yourself from this source of inner wisdom. My private mentoring program is called Spacious, where I support you to create more space in your life, saying no to what doesn't serve you, rearranging or letting go of what drains your energy to create a life where you have space to do anything you desire. This is for the person who is claiming radical self-responsibility, stepping into their power like never before, and is ready to release any old conditioning standing in their way. You can find links for these programs and any other resources I mentioned in this episode in the show notes. Until next time, let's go do more of what we want, when we want, to create win-win-win situations for everyone we love, that includes ourselves, to experience more moments of success every day.